Hello, welcome to the At YouTube Podcast, episode number, oh, where'd the music go? 84. <laughs> <laughs> it just completely dropped off. Uh, if you two can have uh, audio malfunctions, so can we, I think. That's, that's allowed. Uh, this is the uh, podcast where we talk all things U2, and mostly recent concert reviews. We'll skip album news because we don't have anything to talk about there. Uh, but uh, we do have with me on the program today, I'm Chris, I Chris on Twitter, Chris from Canada, um, and with me on the program is Matt McGee. Hello, Matt. Chris, how are you? I'm well, and Tasula. Hello. Hello. So this is the one, I think this is like the one week of the year, entire year, where I've been to a concert more <laughs> more recently than Matt. I can't say that for Tasula. You haven't been to a concert more recently than me. No. <laughs> it hasn't even been 48 hours since I've been to a concert. So. Yeah, here I was coming back from Montreal, and I was like, sweet. I've got, I, I can just completely, you know, it wasn't on my radar that obviously uh, the Apollo show was happening right after basically, but I, I wasn't on my radar. I was like, sweet, I'm going to have so much to say. And then it was like, oh, right. They're doing like a unique one-off, never going to happen again show. Once in a lifetime show at, <laughs> at a Apollo. venue. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, it's great. They're in Montreal, but uh, let's talk. About- <laughs> no, we'll talk <laughs> Montreal too. About Montreal. Yeah. Maybe Montreal. I should, maybe I should host and you two be the guests. <laughs> there you go. I don't know how that's. It's been over a month since I've seen a show. There you go. God, that doesn't even seem real. That doesn't seem real. <laughs> that right. Vegas was that world. long ago. Vegas I still got the over. same pedicure. I still got the same pedicure. That's a Me damn too. good pedicure. I had to. Uh, right. For the viewers, I know, right. <laughs> I did buy the shirt. Had to oh, wear, oh, oh! Had to I'll wear show. the shirt. What did you get? I just. This the Montreal U two Montreal. It's hard to like. Oh, you got the, it, it doesn't does, have the it stars have, on it. No the stars. The special we're, edition. We're uh, not America. Thank Does it have? It, they, I, they could oh, yeah. have See? put like a, a <laughs> jar of maple syrup on there or something. <laughs> so I'll show my shirt so. and then Tasula. Yeah, okay. So that's the YouTube Montreal. Show my shirt. That's cool. And then uh, flip over like, to Tasula, your shirt. See, upstaged again. One off shirt you can't buy anywhere else. Apollo. <laughs> and it was free. Yeah, I didn't have to buy it, part. but it was free. Yeah. Wow. That's the beauty of it. <sighs> yeah. And nice? yes, as Document One reminds me in the chat room, we do have a hundred remixes of Love is Bigger to go through as well. Tonight we'll go through each one. <laughs> review. What is going that on? Is, they are off the rails, right? Yeah. That's what everybody I like the song. I'm I'm starting to dislike it because I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> I had, uh, we can just jump right into, I don't, there wasn't any, uh, questions sent in, but you can send comments, questions into the show if you want to using hashtag out you two on, uh, on Twitter and then on Facebook. We'll try and remember to check that as well for any questions, uh, comments, the, <laughs> the chat room, uh, Roland just, I don't know who was it. Yeah. Roland just posted a comment that said it's a scratch, scratch and sniff shirt smells like maple syrup, but Twitch <laughs> blocked it cause it thought maybe it was sexual or aggressive in nature. <laughs> Oh um, no! So I had to allow it through, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, we were talking love is bigger, and I was just when I was in Montreal, I finally met a bunch of folks. Uh, Roland is one of them. He's from Newfoundland, listener to the show, listener of the show. Uh, Vid was there, of course. People who are at like almost every show. <laughs> like, it's almost like meeting a member of U two in a sense. Uh, Sarah, U two Ginger, Michael, and the Slipstream, also a podcast listener who was there with his two kids, which is awesome. I think they're eleven and eight or something like that. Very, very close to my two oldest, and so it's kind of like a motivation to bring my kids to a future show. And uh, and then a bunch of folks from who are at there's a pre-show on Monday night for uh, December, the band from Scotland that we've had on the show before, and then also uh, Acrobat, the U two tribute band that 
a few tours ago was on stage with you two uh, when they were played with played for them basically. So but anyway. you got to see December in North America. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And actually um, I don't want to break any uh, confidentiality agreements or anything, but I've officially signed on to be their bass player. So <laughs> if, if they're ever in Canada again, <laughs> so did you uh, jump on stage and play a few with them? Or? No, I was actually, I got to be the Dallas uh, shoe to, to uh, December. You tuned their instruments for them? I was, I ha- he handed me a guitar and I took it backstage and handed him nice. a different guitar. And actually oh, the, cool. the lead singer of Acrobat, wow. um, the Bono at one point, cause I was standing right on the side of the stage there, his mic wasn't working. And so he like looked at me and then gave me the mic with a battery because I think the battery was dying and I kind of grabbed it and was trying, I was supposed to like take the tape off, pull the battery out, put a new battery in, but I kind of fumbled for a second and then he like just grabbed it back from me. It's like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so I was fired Yikes. by Acrobat, but uh, December was happy with my work. So take that for what you will. <laughs> what a trip that was for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> But yeah, seeing both shows there, um, I'm trying to remember back now to the experience. Like I was saying before we started recording, it feels like a long time ago, but um, just the, obviously the experience of seeing this show, finally, I didn't see the Innocence and Experience tour, so I didn't, hadn't had any experience of the screen of any of the songs that they've replayed, obviously from that tour. So it was all brand new for me, but uh, loved the show. Seeing it twice was uh, obviously kind of really fun as well. There, they didn't mix it up too much. They took out... Um, Gloria and played all because of you instead. And so that was it kind of hoping for a little bit more, I don't know, something lighter, Variety. something that they'd yeah mix it up with a bit, but, um, yeah. <laughs> and they had, uh, as probably people by now have hopefully seen on, I know we have it on our, our YouTube channel, but, uh, Bono made it a little more Canadian style rant, not Canadian style, I guess, but <laughs> Canadian themed Canadian style yes. would be more apologetic, but <laughs> Canadian that themed. first night of <laughs> Mr. McFisto was amazing. That's sorry at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then he apologized. <laughs> that would have been so perfect if he had. Yeah, I was. I mean, if it hadn't been the big week of G seven, I wondered if Trudeau was going to be there because they're buddies, you know. And I was like, if he calls out to Trudeau from the audience, I'm never missing another Canadian show. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was rumored to have been there. There was a bit of like talk. I don't. Know, I forget who I heard this from, but that he was probably Vid. She's Trudeau. got. A, she's got a cousin that's an MP. So yeah, Trudeau was supposed to be there, or there was like arrangements being made for him to come, and then he. Oh. out or something and so who knows i don't know how don't much the truth there is but um there's probably i bet that was absolutely true yeah which would explain why bono went after him a little bit too to to see so um yeah. this train 9900 in the chat asked uh, what was my impression of finally hearing acrobat and i think i was right next to the east stage I, that's where i knew i wanted to be both nights actually i sort of moved a little bit around the east stage but that's basically where i was and uh and yeah acrobat definitely was uh, I think one of the highlights, Love is Bigger, was something I was also looking forward to hearing. Um, one actually hit me. I know Sue is not a huge fan of one, but it was, was actually... That's part of the Apollo show. It wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, it was great to hear that live because I, I, I think, I'm, sh- I'm sure I heard it live at pr- the previous tours I'm on. Obviously, they've played it almost constantly. But um, and then, but yeah, hearing Acrobat and the like, the, that's where I wish, like we were talking about, joking about someone who had been spoiler-free like that moment would have been even more epic have, if I didn't know it was coming and was like, what the heck? Why is McFisto on the screen? And then like into Acrobat or whatever, but still being that close to edge as he's shredding through the solo and um, seeing the band play it live and hearing it live and hearing people around me who didn't know that it was coming was almost as exciting, I guess, as being new to it myself, but Oh, maybe 
<laughs> Roland, Roland says, um, he was actually asking about the Acrobat, the tribute band, not <laughs> Acrobat the song, which, <laughs> which is also was really good. <laughs> After 15 minutes on Acrobat the song. Yeah, oh no. yeah, the tribute band was great. They're, they're awesome. They're always good. No, he's just playing me, but yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember anything else that was really cool that happened there as far as the, the concert. It's just, I mean, neat, obviously trying, finally getting to be a part of the, this show that, um, that everybody's been talking about and hearing about for so long. And uh, it does leave me now watching the streams a bit, like wondering, and this is, I know a common criticism or, or discussion point of like just the, you know, the repetition of the show and the predictability of it and the, the scriptedness of it, I guess, basically that they are kind of running through and leaves me wishing for a bit more excitement with it, but I've had my experience. So I'm happy that other folks get to have similar experiences, I guess, of this, theatrical production of <laughs> a YouTube concert. I want to know, I have a question. I want to know what you felt. Cause I know you've seen, you've told us that you saw the Paris um, DVD of right. the IE, right? Yep. So you have seen that sequence before, but you haven't seen Cedarwood and Iris or Iris Cedarwood and um, Sunday, bloody Sunday live. So what were your impressions of that? Even though you had already seen it, but you hadn't been there for it. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Like I find this through the whole for the whole show even was like a bit of like, um, and Sue, my wife and I, she was there for the first show and not the second one, but we were kind of talking about it afterwards. It, it feels a bit like, okay, you've kind of built up this moment in your mind. Like even hearing Acrobat too is like, this is going to be so epic and this is going to be awesome. And then it's like, it is, but it's also just four guys playing it and they're right there. And like, it's cool, <laughs> but it's almost like, I'm like, okay, when's the like big chills going to run through my whole body for five minutes or whatever moment. And th those kind of things didn't exactly happen, but that section, I was really, I was sad that they, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting it because they'd cut it a while ago, but that Raised by Wolves wasn't in there because I was really wanting to hear that yeah. song. That one uh -huh. is fantastic. It's a yeah. shame they've taken it out. Gloria was great, of course, to hear. Just, I, I don't think I've ever heard that one live. Um, and so you're checking off some of those bucket list items, but, but, um, but yeah, I love the, like the Sunday Bloody Sunday done the way they did it uh, with the four of them, you know, on this, on the, uh, what's it called? Catwalk. The yeah whatever walkway facing each other you know in different directions or whatever and and seeing sort of from my perspective bono's view down the aisle of the three bandmates with him singing this song um you know it was it was very cool and very i love i love that sequence um and iris did too you catch debris did you get any debris from the ceiling no i got the second night i got what's called bono tized or whatever yeah, <laughs> with water yeah with water yeah so my hat my apple hat has some bono water on it that i'll never wash the hat again even though it's very sticky <laughs> <laughs> that dna is powerful man yeah exactly so but uh and actually like i the even the crowd too like which i mean the jokes all jokes aside about canadian crowds like i've been to other youtube shows with canadian crowds that where there's drunk idiots pushing you and making you know a, a nuisance of themselves but this the both nights actually they were great there's a couple moments where some idiots trying to push their way th there's this maybe this is a common technique when it's all concerts but like all of a sudden there's we realize there's this older mom and her daughter kind of pushing their way through the crowd towards the east stage because you know bono's going to leave at the end of the concert and they're like pointing in a different direction as they're walking through like getting people to like look like look back there or whatever you know kind of thing distracting people oh, wow. and then they're sneaking through them and so That's me dirty. and this guy who's like tattooed up to the ying with you two tattoos and like muscle they kind of like we're going through us and we both kind of looked at her and i was just like it's not happening <laughs> like, you're stopping here like <laughs> but 
good for you. Yeah. I hate that crap. I know. It's like you can move around at the show for That's sure. Like you're you're in GA, move sure. around, but don't get in, you front, don't of get in front of people. Yeah. So Chris, yeah. had you ever had you ever seen them play in Montreal before? Because I I just mentally in my head, I know that Montreal like has a reputation for always being a great crowd and great shows they, and that sort of stuff. They were loud. Yeah. The uh, I saw them on the I always mix them up now, the Vertigo to the Heart uh in Montreal when when all Elevation. Elevation so. Heart. Arcade okay. Fire open for them. But Arcade closed. Fire was no Arcade Fire was Vertigo though. Oh, okay. I'm pretty, maybe was it weren't they? Or were they? Yeah. No, maybe definitely right. was Arcade Fire. Maybe it was the Circle. No, yeah, it was the Circle because everybody in line was like, "Oh no, it was the Circle one when Bono was running." Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. And that's the Ellipse from Vertigo. Yeah. yeah so, um, but that's you know, so I did see them in Montreal for that show, um, and yeah, I mean, definitely the f- night one was loud. Every song had like the it was huge really cheer. loud. I like tweeted that, and I couldn't hear stuff because of the crowd. Yeah. So that's a good crowd. Yeah. Night two felt a little more subdued and the band even felt a little bit more subdued, like the, um, just a bit less energy and maybe their minds were already on Apollo or whatever, who knows, but, um, missing edges, son's graduation. Yeah. (laughs) Life stuff. And yeah. Um, and yeah, there was, uh, Roland's reminded me, there was a lady right in front of me for night two holding up the sign for Bono or I forget what it was that, you know, she wanted to get his attention and, uh, and just, I, I thought first time she held it up, I was like, okay, yeah, you're trying to get their attention. They saw it. Edge looked right at it. Adam looked right at mm-hmm. it. Larry, of course, is off in Drumland, and and then they come around again, and she holds it up again. I'm like, okay, they've seen it. <laughs> They're not acknowledging <laughs> it. This is a scripted. Right. That's again. This is like a scripted show. He's not gonna like pull you up from the audience because it happens to be your birthday tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> like, it's just not happening. And especially once the second or third time is around, you're like. All right, that's good. Let's move on now. And luckily she kind of shuffled off to a different direction. But I thought for a moment, I tweeted like a picture of what my view of Adam basically was, was the sign with I Adam's feet below yeah, it. I was like, me off for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew lots of YouTube. We had, fans a, we had a bit of that Monday too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Anything else? Roland, you're listening along. If you, you pipe in, if I've forgotten something, but uh. Chris, I would, well, I'll, I'll ask one other thing then they made it, I mean, we kind of joked about the change on your t-shirt, but they also changed. What was it? Um, American soul, right? It didn't, didn't have the have, flag. Didn't yeah. have the American flag. Right. So, flag. but it showed the Canadian flag on the screen. So w- were you expecting that? Did that go over well? Yeah, I mean, anytime any sort of Canadian reference, you know, like Spinal Tap kind of moment that Bono threw in, obviously gets a lot of cheers, and like even the Canadian graph, like flag up, gets a lot of cheers, and um, it's a little bit like they could have, like, if it, it doesn't take much, obviously, knowing what I know as far as like computer stuff, to like copy and paste a Canadian flag photo, <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. and throw it up like, on the big screen. Two and a half minutes of work for that. Yeah. So, but like if they'd gotten a huge Canadian flag to drape down at the back, like they do the American one, obviously that would have been really cool. But I also understand why for two shows, they're not going to likely do that kind of stuff. Um, but definitely the crowd as a whole was like, you know, pumped. And, you know, half of them at least probably don't know that there's supposed to be a big American flag coming down there. And American Soul went over really well. Like I was, you know, you just kind of. Good song. Live. Yeah. <laughs> but you think like song. because it's American and because it's uh, sure. a newer song that, people won't actually recognize it or, or cheer or dance or sing along as much or whatever, but um, yeah, it's a good, great song live. So no worries there. Do you think Kendrick Lamar helps that the little intro and 
I don't know. I was talking when we so just before when we were streaming the when I was streaming the periscopes, and I don't think we confirmed that they didn't actually have the graphic of Kendrick on the screen, which they didn't tonight yeah. either in Philly, apparently. Um, huh. But so I mean, some folks would have known that it was him, but he's not as like well known up up here. I would guess. Obviously, if you're into rap or or just modern music, you are aware of it. But a good portion of the crowd is neither Probably of those not. things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it's. I don't think it makes a difference that way or not, but um, yeah. Matt, you got all sunny all of a sudden. Is there like a yeah? I the sun's peeking that. through. It's like beams. There is a light. I think you're muted as well. You are on mute. Oh, oh sorry. Was I on mute? <laughs> the, the the sun the sun just came down below the the roof of our patio and is now shining on my face. Do you mind if I go close my blinds a little bit? Go for it. <laughs> you need to. Yeah, Roland says the crowd on night two in GA was deafening at points where his ears actually hurt. So, wow. wishes the audience. So, depending on probably where you were too, I guess. Um, they might, but yeah, no, a very good show and and great to see folks. It was. Um, I actually wore the at you two shirt the first night and got almost no recognition other than as we're leaving. <laughs> Um, some guy, like I was looking the other way and Sue, my wife was like, I think that guy's calling to you. And he's like, and you do, and you do <laughs> like, sort of waved, but otherwise, yeah. And then, but in, in the second night, there was a family in line that was, just, I was just having to be next to a, a Montreal based family. And I was like, sort of got around talking about you two and comparing tours and all that stuff. And then, um, I mentioned those help. I help out with the podcast on at you com. And he's like, Oh, Oh, that's like, I, that's like my Bible for all things you too. And anytime I need to look anything up. And so he was very appreciative that Matt started the site way back when is still running it today. So yeah, that's Montreal. Any other questions awesome. from the audience <laughs> <laughs> or the host, Matt? <laughs> yeah, feel, yeah. Do, do you want me to take over as host? <laughs> I was going to say, there was a question from at Phil sounds or comment. Maybe uh, he saw both Montreal shows with longtime YouTube fans. Everyone left somewhat disappointed and not wanting to see more shows in this tour. Everyone felt the show was too much like 2015 and there were lazy aspects to the set list selection beyond new songs and, and acrobat your thoughts, which we've kind of talked about a bit, but he said, Adam seemed disinterested during pride on both shows in Montreal. Edge appeared really into it. What songs do you think the band cringe at playing, but still do? And what songs do they want to play that the audience are not into on this tour? I don't think they cringe. Eh? I don't Crowd think they play anything they don't want to play. Mm-hmm. Seemed gone on. Staring at the I sometimes wonder, I mean, they got like, I, I mean, like an individual band member might want, not want a song as much as another one, or maybe like Adam well, is sure, tired of pride it, or whatever, but. I also Adam think it doesn't like, seem tired of, I mean, well, yeah, not on my show. He just sort of didn't seem tired of anything. <laughs> Adam is just so cool for school. He's just the most, it's, right. I don't think he's disinterested. He's just, you know, no. more cool than the rest of us combined is what it is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You're not used to seeing a guy that laid back. And so you think he must be disinterested. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and, I do have one more question, Chris. Yeah. Did you miss streets? No, I, okay. I guess yeah. I'll, I'll preface that by saying I don't, I'm not a city of blinding lights fan. I feel like it just doesn't, I know there's like Ian, if he's listening later is like a huge city of blinding lights fan. So I, I can, I can totally get why you love it. And I don't think it's a bad song, but I feel like it just hasn't have, I think I said this on the, the atomic bomb episode when we reviewed that, but the, somehow it doesn't land with the same, whether it's, you know, a, bass kicking in at the right point or drum rhythm or whatever it is. But to me, it doesn't feel like it has that same kind of thing, even though I think the band, why well, I know Adam has commented, that it's kind of like the streets for this tour almost. And 
Um, well, the graphics are super cool during this because yeah. it changes to the city that you're in. Yeah, the graphics and then also the like sort of lights and that change the crosses and um, which Sue, my, my wife was saying that like the, you know, all that light production just for that one song is pretty actually incredible that they put that much effort into that one song, um, which against. But the light part of it is recycled. So it's, right. it's less work. From last I mean, tour, yeah, yeah. From last tour, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful, though. I mean, don't get me. I like it. I like yeah. that song, but. Yeah, so I didn't miss any of the Joshua Tree stuff. And again, maybe because I saw Joshua Tree last year, the tour, like if you hadn't seen that, and this was, you know, the first time since whatever it was that I saw in Montreal, <laughs> the Vertigo tour. Um, 2005 or two thousand. Yeah, if that was like the last time, because they, they didn't play, they played Toronto on the on the INE tour, I think, or no, must have played Montreal. Anyway. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They so, played Toronto. Um, so then, you know, folks in Montreal might not have seen them. And so you might be missing out a bit on some of that stuff, but yeah, I, I personally didn't. So I, I would happily hear streets. Like if they all of a sudden came out after 13, we're like, let's just do one more song. Okay. What did you think about the end? Cause you know, we've been talking about the ending, how we agree with it thematically and visually it's, it's perfect, but the song kind of falls flat. The two slow songs at the end. What did you think about that? Yeah, I think, um, I, I loved it and the experience, like balancing what I like versus what I sort of sense from the crowd, I guess, are the two ways you can approach that. Cause the crowd, I think kind of felt like, okay, is this really the end? Cause that seems like a weird ending. And, but then, you know, the lights come on, the PA music hits, kicks in right away. Um, and very obvious cues that the band is gone and, you know, outside of the Elvis has left the building PA announcer kind of thing. They give every visual and audio cue that they're not coming back. Right. Um, yeah. But thematically, I love it. Like, I think it's spot on for where they started to where they ended to where, from where I and E was to where they are now. And just kind of continuing that story. I don't, I don't need the big, like celebration moment to get out of the stadium. Someone in the, they could, they, but they could, you know, I think I've, I've kind of thought about this a little since whenever we had, we talked about it on the last, the last time on the podcast, they could still, have that closure of the theme and the walking off the stage. If they just put 13 at the end of the main set. Right. And like then you, city is. Then, yeah. Yeah. And Good then you've call, got the yeah. encore. Then you've, then you've got the encore to do just whatever you darn nuts. well. Yeah. Just go do nuts. whatever you darn yeah. well, please. They yeah. could, you know, move, move love is bigger. And then 13 to the end of the main set. And I, you know, I don't know. It's just, I was just thinking, you know, if, if that's cause I remember, like I said, when I was in Vegas and chatting with people, that's one of the the debates that they were having that and debates that we've had. Is that the right way to end? I thought, well, what if you just do that at the end of the main set? Maybe that kills both or not kills both birds, but you know what I mean. Solves <laughs> solves both problems. <laughs> Don't call PETA on me. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, document one says. In trouble this morning for eating meat. On his reminds uh, reminds them of yeah. eating, the ending of Zoo TV with Love Is Blindness, which is you know a, g- a good comparison. I think. I yeah, I don't know. I think the I feel like I like that they didn't end with the big rah rah. We're you two, and we're so great, and you need to cheer for us. Kind of moment they had that. Obviously, they still. They it's not like they skipped that completely, but they did leave you like with uh, something to think about if you're wanting to think about it, and. Um, <laughs> If thinking's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in a drunken stupor at that point, then obviously you're just like, where's the streets, man? Um, <laughs> yeah. 
a good impression of a drunk person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he well, is drinking. No. Beer, so. It's water. <laughs> See, it's just Guinness with class. It says what? Anyways. So that's Montreal. Uh, this train says, I will follow ended some of last year's shows with a bang and left you buzzing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like the Seattle show. Yeah. That was the best part. That was because they surprised everybody. Yeah. Uh, at UT, Johnny asked, how do you, how much do you think that the set list will change on the tour by the time it hits Europe? Loving the podcast is always a great show. Thanks you too, Johnny. Um, what do we think? I like seeing how they didn't really change much for Canada, which is only, admittedly only two shows. Do we think that they're going to make drastic changes in Europe or is it going to be thematically and set list even the same? I thought they would have, I thought that I used to think they would make changes, but now I'm thinking that no, that they are that they are set on telling this story and that it's going to be pretty much the same. That's if I had to guess, that's what I would say. Because what's the uh, goes July third is Uncasville. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's the uh, I'm not sure on tours dot at you dot com where you can find out all about tours that you two is on. But then you can also uh, go to the calendar on YouTube on at youtube.com and that has it as well. What's in the a next, nice how long of a break do they have in there? I'm trying to find like two months. Is it? No. Um, Isn't it? How long? No, oh, you're right. It is almost two. I thought it, it was shorter two than months. That. It's end Dude, of I August. Calendar. Yeah. I know it doesn't seem like a lot of work, but <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do during July and August? Jeez, Louise. Maybe I we should know. Just I'll go right. to the south of France. Yeah, exactly. Have some. That's rosettes. where they're going to be. <laughs> zip, zip. Mm. So that's where I think I think they they have the time and space, obviously, to do stuff if they so desire. If they're not too busy drinking wine, <laughs> I guess, or whatever rock stars do in France. Birthday. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Really. That'll be the next question. Instead of what do they smell like? What are they doing Edith's in France? Birthday, Bono and Ali's anniversary. There's all those things that happen in the summertime so <laughs> they do the same thing they go to the same places every year yep it's like yep guarantee mini golf for short early august you're gonna start seeing paparazzi photos of bono and long pants and a hat walking on the beach in the south yep. yeah yep that's about right so i yeah i'm thinking i'm in agreement with matt i think and uh that they're not going to change much because you can say they're lazy or they've settled on they definitely want to tell this story and that's the story they're going to tell and then uh they'll hit australia right i think is the next <laughs> wouldn't don't that be that awesome to people i know i, I would i hope it i hope it happens but yeah. don't do that yeah no i didn't hear anything we Nobody don't have anything. information I, yeah they didn't tell us anything in montreal they didn't I did get a, yeah, it was, it was a fun show. So, um, all right, let's move on to the more recent show, which was the Apollo. Is there, some, is there, is there something else to talk about? <laughs> or I guess you just stop there. I guess I don't, I don't have anything Thanks else. For that was the Canadian episode. We'll see <laughs> yeah. you next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to Sula, you were at a show. I just dropped out of the sky. I actually <laughs> changed my flight. I was actually not even at home. I had to change my flight. I was in, Southern California by the pool and went to rainy New York. The sacrifices I make. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. Can you hear was, any sympathy from It was a plane us? ticket I was happy to change, yeah. let's just say. Yeah. But yeah. So what was I've never the, been uh, so glad of tweeting out an ugly picture of myself in an old t-shirt before. <laughs> let me tell you that. That's, 
So what was the experience of going to the Apollo that like you have a great review up on at ut.com, which we'll link up in the show notes, which you can find at goodstuff.fm slash ATU2 slash 84, which uh, I'll just stick in a little, uh, if ut.com would actually link things properly, then goodstuff.fm would have gotten a nice little boost of Google juice, but they don't because <laughs> they, they link to the site, <laughs> yeah, but they just put I the text. A, <laughs> I have a first person account going up on youtube.com as well it's not up yet i just checked before we went up there so yeah. i don't know when that'll i don't know when or if that'll actually I run know. but i did write something for them, is so. stealing our entire staff is that what's going on here <laughs> this is actually the last episode of the like, at youtube oh. podcast uh we're starting <laughs> the youtube youtube.com podcast yeah <laughs> it's like it's a testament to your good hiring skills mm. matt it's all about Oh, he doesn't have his headphones on. He can't hear me yet. <laughs> I said, it's a testament to your good hiring skills. They see that you have such good talent. Yeah. They yeah. want to borrow it. Get it all out the edge. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very careful to write very different things. But anyway, um, yes, the Apollo was, I still can't, I mean, I, I just wrote what? 300 words. I'm like, I can't put it into words. <laughs> I guess I can because I did twice for two different sites, but, uh, but no, it was, it was unforgettable. Like I never, I never get lucky like that. I know that doesn't feel that way to people that listen to our show and watch us and say, Oh, she goes to tons of shows. I do, but I don't go to shows like this and I've never had an experience like this. So I, I could not be more grateful and I'm still, floating from it. Let's just say my poor office mates today, dear God, like, <laughs> I could not shut up. And they were like, so how was your trip? And just innocently, politely asking. And I was like, Oh my God, look at the shirt. Look at the, look at the read my article. Look at the shirt. Yeah. They were like, sorry, they asked, but nice. so they, um, they look like, like, like they made a, I think you mentioned, I forget where I read this, but like they took out the seats that are normally in there or the orchestra pit, sorry. So it the was the floor. first time in history. Okay. That place has been there since 1914, um, became the Apollo officially in 1934, which you could read about in my article. <laughs> I did all this on the, on the venue because it's just such a magical place. And it's one of those places where I don't care what anybody says, your, your chemistry does change. When you walk in the room, you can feel it's just, it's a, it's a vibe. It's a tangible vibe that, that you can feel. And there's, you know, it's lined, the, the walls of the hallways are lined with pictures of the great legends who have performed there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's basically a museum at this point. And it functions as one during the daytime, they give us and all this. And now I kick myself because, well, we probably couldn't have gotten in realistically <laughs> the de that day. But I, the next time I'm in New York in a couple of weeks for another U2 concert, I might try to go take a tour of actual building because it's got such a rich history and everything. But anyway, you just walk in and there's this glory to it. Um, it's a beautiful building for one thing. There's opulent, you know, um, decor and chandeliers and lights and the Apollo is written in that old classic style all over the place throughout and you know red carpets and really lush fabrics and everything um steep stairways to the restroom <laughs> glad I changed my shoes 
groups and had kind of a, I had a, a hint that there may be a GA situation. So thank God I did not wear the cute sandals I had for my fancy outfit. So I was like, I'm going to the Apollo. This isn't some grubby, awful stadium where I'm going to sweat in a t-shirt. I'm going to look like I'm going to the Apollo, you know? <laughs> so I had heels and I had looks like, oh, thank God I changed my shoes. But anyway, yeah. So uh, <laughs> where do you want me? To, where do you want me to begin now that I've given you that whole, that whole thing? <laughs> We're basically experiencing what her co-workers experienced yeah. <laughs> today. Totally, totally, yeah. So they you know the chairs is what we we're actually talking about. So yes, <laughs> never in history have they pulled out the chairs and they took out all the chairs on the main floor. So when we went in, you know, you have two balconies and then the side wings, there's two two sections on each side of the balconies that come down. But then the the actual floor, you know, rises up and it was all gutted. And then they had, but they still had kind of sections for it. And there was a bar. We had free drinks. Like I said, I did not partake because I do not want to be, I've never had a drop of alcohol at any YouTube show, nor will I ever have a drop of alcohol at any YouTube show. But there were people that took great advantage of that privilege. I I'm will sure. say. Um, yeah, there was some, there were some bros that could have done without the third or fourth glass. Let's just be <laughs> real. Uh, what they should have done is give us like tickets and then that would have provided a limit, but they were literally walking around with trays, just like have a beer, have a glass of wine, have, I think Mason had wow. Chardonnay or something. He was not impressed, <laughs> but um, is he old enough for fun. that? <laughs> right? I know. I was like, did they card you? You know, but well, um, his parents he and Jill, he and Jill, our, our youngins had partook in a lovely glass of wine, but, um, but they, but they limited, they stopped at that. Right. But most of the people in the audience around us did not stop. And that was, that would be a complaint I would make if I had to do it all over again, say, guys, maybe if you're going to be that generous, maybe just limit it. Um, because yeah, we didn't, we didn't need that. But anyway, <laughs> that said, uh, it was a very orderly process. We all got in line. They came around. They stamped our hands. This is the first day that I've been able to get it off my hand. So kudos to whatever Sharpie ink they're using on their stamp pad. Um, but it said Apollo. And they came down the line. They checked our IDs in line, um, gave us lanyards. And then when we got to another table, they gave us wristbands if we were on the floor. And the distinction we believe or what we tried to figure out was that serious winners were in the seats. And YouTube.com and Twitter winners were on the floor, from what we understand. Hmm. Um, but there may have been some overlap there because we did see some serious people on the floor. So I don't know. And it guess is as good as mine. But yeah. it made sense with the amount of people. There was a lot more serious subscribers that won than fan club members, obviously. Um, but anyway, once we got... I was just going to say document one. I said the, the guy yelling about Chris Cornell must have had a few drinks. <laughs> must have been one of the streamers. Oh, I yelled at that guy. By the <laughs> okay. way, that's me on the tape, everyone going, that's enough. That's what I said. I said, that's <laughs> enough. Because it was so disrespectful. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was at, I was at my limit at that point. So anyway, so uh, th here we go again with the bros. Um, so we go in it very orderly. They got us in, in a very lovely fashion, no drama whatsoever. It was very pleasant. Nice. They handed us hard tickets. So I have a hard ticket that says oh, nice. the Apollo, which is just such a good souvenir. Um, Wait, and then sorry, we had a, just interrupt a, one second. I'll, the, that just reminds me, did on the previous stops of E and I tour, have you gotten to keep your tickets? Or you it depends on the venue. Okay. It depends yeah, on the venue. Montreal, we so couldn't, like Saint, wouldn't let us keep them. St. Louis, I did, but, uh, in on innocence 
we couldn't somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where it was, but yeah, it pisses me off. I think Seattle, I don't think I have a Seattle ticket, which is stupid, but anyway, so, but we got a hard ticket for this, which was awesome. And then we had, there were like bag restrictions, of course. So that was another panic because we had both brought Michelle and I had both bought bags that were that respected the size, but they didn't have zippers or they didn't have something. So like we, we test jumped them in our hotel room <laughs> to see if our stuff would fall out of it. And it did. So the good news is that when Karen and I got off the plane on Sunday, it was pouring down rain and neither one of us were prepared for that because we were coming from LA. We flew together from LA and it was like 80 when we left LA tank tops, literally. So we get there. I'm in Birkenstocks. I've got shorts on. I'm like, this is not okay. I'm from Seattle. I should be prepared for this. I didn't even have a hoodie packed. That's how bad it was. It was not in the forecast. So we run into like Dwayne Reed or whatever. We get to Penn Station and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get a poncho or whatever. So I grab the first thing I find, which is like eight bucks or something. I go up to the register. I get it. As we're walking out, I see the stupid little disposable ones that I have probably 30 of in my kitchen here in Seattle for like a dollar. I'm like, son of a bee. Why did I just blow eight bucks on this fancy big poncho that I'm probably not even going to wear? We go outside, Karen buys a like $3 umbrella and we're good. (laughs) So I didn't even open the effing poncho. We get to our hotel, all this stuff. We find out about the situation that we're going to be probably in GA and we're going to be able to dance around. We're not just going to be sitting or standing in seats. And so I'm like, what the heck am I going to use? We got an hour till we need to be in Harlem. I don't have time to go shopping for another bag nor the money. And so get this. The poncho, (laughs) the poncho came in a zipper bag that was the exact size it needed to be for the show. And it had a little elastic band that fit perfectly around my wrist like a rubber band. Hallelujah. Things happen for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So God was with me. Okay, so, so I use that. Yeah. Are we at the Apollo yet? I, I'm losing track. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the show yet. <laughs> so, so no, I was just going to tell you because the staff at the Apollo literally complimented me on the, they're like, that bag is perfect because they can see through it. They didn't even search it because they can see through it. They can see everything in it. It's like, thank you. Thank you, Dwayne Reed. Thank you, Panicking Tasula. Okay, anyway. So, do you, so we're in. So do you remember anything about the show? Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course I remember anything about the show. Document one so, says, I wish I could get that excited for a bunch of <laughs> there's, a show, there's an episode title, even if it's the listener. Okay, keep going. Sorry. The show. Um, That's our title right there. Haha. <laughs> mm-hmm. ha. So anyway, we're in. We get in. We got a lovely spot over by Edge. Um my old technique of going the opposite way from everybody where everybody else is going worked. Cause we got, we would have been like five or six layers back on Adam's side or in the middle, but I said, go, go, go to the opposite side. And we all hustled over there. And so we're like, we're two, two or three layers back from edge, depending on the dancing going on. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Um, but <laughs> I shouldn't have gotten too excited of course, because then the bros move in and there's like, three or four together. And they're super excited. Everybody's excited. Everybody's in great spirits. We had lovely conversations. There's a guy, hi, Jimmy, uh, from Nashville that is a fan of at you too. And he, he recognized us, introduced himself actually when we were in line. And then we ended up next to him at the show. He was great. His buddies were great. Um, we had a couple of people on the other side of us. Some of the people you mentioned, Chris, um, from Montreal. So Mark was there, mm-hmm. uh, you two ginger was there. Um, 
Colleen, shout out to Colleen who, who found me and Sherry on the street and just ran up and like giggled and got excited and started hugging us. And we're like, and, and you are, and she's like, I'm Colleen. Oh my God, at you too. Woo! And she's like laughing. She was great. Nice. Anyway, we have a selfie with her that's on Twitter. Um, but she was fun. There was a lot of people that came around. None of us wore staff shirts. So this is where the podcast is making people recognize us, right? Because how would they know what we look like from our, I mean, avatars aren't always easy. When you showed it, that's enough. That's when they're like, uh, that voice. My voice, my voice, absolutely. (laughs) But that was like, you know, at the end of the first encore, right? So we'd we'd had some time for Tasula's temper to flare up by then. (laughs) But anyway, so, so we're milling about and we're all looking up into the balconies because somebody says, oh my gosh, that's, or it was me actually. I was like, there's little Steven. <laughs> and so, like, oh my gosh. And so then John Bon Jovi and then John McEnroe. And it's so funny because all of those people were there the night that they were inducted into the hall of fame. It's like the same crew of friends that they have, I guess, that come and see right. them. But anyway, lovely. Everybody claps and cheers for them. And they wave to people. They're very nice. Um, and we, Jared Leto's walking around in the back with Guy Siri, And, um, so everybody's just got their eye out. Gavin came in. I think Mason got Gavin actually on the Instagram story for at YouTube. Mason was working the whole, the whole time. Um, anyways, but we're just kind of nonchalantly looking around and I thought, well, they're bringing the VIPs in. So it's gotta be close to start time. And Sebastian comes in and he's like three or four layers behind us. We wave. Hey, how you doing? But he looks like he's just sitting there. He's ready to go. Like he's just going to watch the show. And I'm glancing around and, and this girl starts shrieking like, like, you know, whatever glance up. Here's Larry Mullen, huge smile on his face. Like it is the happiest I've ever seen Larry that night. That, that was magical how happy he was he smiled the whole show so he's like kind of he just comes out white t-shirt those spectacles as bono called them he smiles and he waves at everybody and then oh my gosh there's bono there's edge there's adam and they just go as you could see from the video i'm sure um didn't really say anything they just you know here's i will follow right so we're just so excited and jumping around and dancing around and then here's Electrico, which is my favorite of the early stuff. That's my absolute favorite. And I was just over the moon. So excited. My feet did not touch the ground. Right. <laughs> so there's two songs. Okay. And so Michelle glances over at me and we're like wiping sweat. And she's like, I need a ballad. And then they go out of control. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we're out of control. So then they stop that and you hear the, 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 whole thing goes red the whole all the lights go red and you hear red flag day and we're like they're not gonna stop like this is gonna be the pace of this whole entire show and that first main set that was the pace of the entire show I mean all because of you was kind of when people just I don't know if it was indifference over the song or just sheer exhaustion but people did kind of calm down during that and and settle down a little bit but beautiful day. I mean, everything in American soul Bono crowd surfed. And we were just like, Oh my God, please don't drop him. <laughs> please don't drop him. Please don't let him get hurt. Cause he was, he was not steady. Like if you watch the videos, you can see him. He looks like he's surfing. And I'm just like, I mean like really surfing, not crowd surfing. And I'm just, and he had that big old damn megaphone in his hand. He's waving it around. Like that thing is going to overpower him. He's going to fall backwards. And his security, if you look at the security on the tape, they're just like, nah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, wonderful moment no less 
But that first main set, I think it was Variety. Sherry tweeted out a link to an article. I'm pretty sure it was Variety where the, the reporter just nailed it. And they were like, if they had not stopped at that point, people would have passed out. Like it was just go time. And I'm telling you, I've never been in so much pain. Like we are two <laughs> days out and I'm Googling like calf damage because I think I did some, I think I did something permanent to my, to my right calf. Okay, Roland ask, Roland's asking, I don't know where this was in the set, but, oh, during Electrico, he says, was there a funny moment during Electrico where Larry lost a stick and it went flying across yes. the Yes. Oh my gosh. So that's one of the things. So that was bef- before the bros really blocked my view. I got a good shot. I got a good view of the first four songs. So I am jockeying between, because they're going between like, like, ah, you know, excitement, like, you know, normal, like hand stuff and flipping up their cameras to take video and pictures and like, like bouncing with each other and, and, you know, broing on the side. And so I, I'm like doing this because I placed myself specifically to watch Larry. I always watch Larry, you know, that's what I prefer, but edge is who I'm in front of, you know, so I'm, I'm not disappointed in that. But I'm I'm kind of watching Larry, but I can't see much of him. So I'm focusing more on Edge. And then out of my peripheral, I see something flying through the sky. And I'm like, what the hell was that? And everybody's like, oh, my God, Larry lost his stick. And I was like, Larry lost his stick. And then, but I glanced over and the next glimpse I saw, he's got both drumsticks in his hand. So I'm like, what? If you go look at the video on YouTube, he he, he flips it out. Like he, he's just beating the hell out of those, those drums. And it honestly flies out and he does not, I mean, no pun intended, but he doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. He just grabs another stick and, and jumps back in. Like you wouldn't have even known. Right. So, I mean, how magical is that? First of all, what a stud, how old is he? How many times has he done this? I don't know. I've never seen that happen before. I was just very impressed. And then, and he giggled, like he was just like having, he was having fun. He wasn't like pissed. He wasn't whatever. He's smiling. He's giggling. He's laughing. Everybody's happy. The whole band is happy. They're as giddy as I've ever seen them. They're playing off each other. They're looking around the room. Bono just keeps looking like he's in awe. Like he can't believe he's there and he probably can't. He's just freaking out. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So then off the main set, and I'm starting to lose my patience because there's some girls in front that have a shirt that they keep putting up, just like the sign at your show, Chris. Yeah. And they've seen the effing shirt by the 16th song. I'm sure the band has seen the shirt. I'm sure the cameras have seen the shirt. I'm sure the guy backstage wiping the sweat has seen the shirt. Put it down. You're being disrespectful <laughs> to everybody behind you. And so I yelled, put the shirt down. And everybody's like, yeah. You know, the people around me were certainly happy I did. And they did. So Lesson learned. It works. It works sometimes. (laughs) So then the best part, I mean, the best part of the night and the part that I'm still like, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it because I just burst into tears and I actually don't do that very often, not in any circumstance, but they come back out for the encore and we knew that it was going to be Angel of Harlem, right? They had to play Angel of Harlem in Harlem, whatever. So it wasn't a surprise that that was going to happen, but they come out, Bono says, you know, when we were here eight in in 80 blank blank and i want to point out i've seen like four articles that say 1980 blah blah i watched the video and i got it right he just says 80 blank blank so for the record (laughs) i've had people contacting me telling me to fix my article i'm sorry i'm the one that's so i'm leaving it anyway so he says when we were here in 80 blank blah blank and then you hear the the beginning of it and the curtain raises and there's the the beautiful horn 
Bornston. Oh my Lanta. I was freaking out. Everybody's freaked out. You can hear the crowd just shrieking. Everybody's on their feet in the seats. It was just, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. I, it was, it was just so amazing. So then that whole set, that was my favorite part. That whole, the first encore, they went from that right into desire, right into the funky when love comes to town where Larry held a beat for like, it felt like 50, 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm joking. Like he just kept going. And I hope to God that the official video or whatever comes out of that just focuses on him because he was just like, I mean, oh, he was just into it. But anyway, it was brilliant. So then Bono goes into this lovely, heartfelt, beautiful tribute to all the people who have hung themselves lately. And this jackass in the back starts going, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell. And it's like, can you please let him speak and show some dignity to these people that were just recently lost? We're all sad about Chris Cornell. I'm a Seattle girl. I went to the, the monument the day he died. I'm with you, but this is not the time to be shouting that. So Bono keeps going. And then he says the Anthony Bourdain thing and people around, you know, are really reacting to it and they're very emotional. And here we go again. Chris Cornell. And so I just turn around and go, that's enough. So you'll hear me on, you'll hear me on variety of periscopes screaming at the screamer (laughs) because I just wasn't having it. I just, I I couldn't, it's, that was such a, it was such a bad thing to be doing at that moment. And people were so emotionally invested in what Bono was saying. I just thought it was horribly rude, but anyway, so then they go into stuck in a, stuck in a moment's beautiful. And I'm not, I'm, I've always been lukewarm on that song, even though I'm a huge NXS fan and I love Michael Hutchins and all that, but it's never been on my favorites that night. Absolute gorgeous, gorgeous performance. Mm-hmm. So then they leave and this is the part where it gets really cool. So when Karen and I were walking to the subway station, that day, she, we were talking about the show, you know, what do you think is going to happen? What do you blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? It's really odd, but I woke up this morning and I'd had a dream about every breaking wave. And I don't care that much about that song. Like, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's, I'm indifferent, right? Or been in my top five for innocence. But, um, but I said, I just can't get it out of my head. And I said, it doesn't even fit. I don't know why they play it tonight. And she's like, I don't think, I don't know if we'll get that, you know, whatever. Boom. Second encore. Here come Edge and Bono. What do they play? Every breaking wave. So there's also a tape somewhere of me going, oh my God, they're playing every breaking wave. So yeah. Were they wearing ponchos when they did it? <laughs> no. Okay. And so, but Bono didn't remember the look, so they got to do it twice, yeah. or they got to do part of it twice. Bless his heart. Um, so then at the end of that, that's when they did, that's when, so we thought, okay, and we thought that was off the cuff. I mean, they're good actors because this was on the set list. The whole thing, the set list was absolutely kept to, to the T. But we thought that it was off the cuff at the time. And so we're like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. And then Edge just turns around and does the whatever of the wild horses. Oh, my God. I was screaming. Everybody was screaming around me. It was so fantastic. That was the best impersonation of wild horses. I got chills. It's like I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) We. (laughs) Everybody's 
like, oh my gosh, have you never heard it? I'm like, actually, I've heard it like three times, but it was just so special right there. So, so Jill's losing it because she's been waiting for that. She's wanted that one for years. You know what? She hasn't heard it. So she's freaking out. We got every, I mean, people were just losing their minds because it's an octane baby kind of crowd. And so they play that and then, you know, the finale, which I thought, I was hoping and praying and we were, in fact, even the bro was with me on the bro in front of me was like going 40, 40. I'm like, yeah, I, I co-signed that. Um, but they didn't, they didn't, didn't hear it or they didn't care. So they, they played love is bigger than anything in its way. And again, I've said it a million times. I like that song. I don't think it does well live. I think it, people just don't know it or they're not into it yet. So they try to get people, the coaxing of the sing-along doesn't happen as much as Bono wants it to, or it feels yeah. like it doesn't. And it, I kind of like, uh. Yeah, that's where I feel <sighs> like that's anyway. the message. They're trying to like push that hard and willing to put up with half the crowd or whatever it is, not singing along just to try and get that song over. But yeah, Roland in yeah. the chat said, I think I might be nervous if I find myself near to Sula at a concert. I'd certainly be my best behavior. <laughs> And then uh, Doc Minow One said, "I so needed you at the Rose Bowl last year. Lots of crazy bros there too." <laughs> so. Oh, you know what? I, and I, hey, I'm with you on that because I was at Rose Bowl for 360, and that's when I vowed I would never return to that venue for that reason. Like I almost got into a fist fight with bros at that show <laughs> because they were just out of control. It was no pun intended. I mean. So document no, asked, no asking intended. the. I'm sure all the podcast listeners too are wondering: Did you actually enjoy the show or not? We can't tell. Oh my god, I love it so much. Oh my god, it's the best show I've ever been to in my life. No, it was it was I think I, the, mean, I think the, the question is how much caffeine did Desula have today? Yeah. I only she said she was like all tired. Coffee. I actually took a nap. I took a nap between um work and this. Okay, so because um, I could except Matt had a great idea. I was just going to say that the, your impersonation of wild horses, I think this needs to be a recurring thing, <laughs> along with uh, YouTube brother, Mark from Acrobat, his impersonation of uh, Elevation intro. Oh, that's good. So we that's need that. Really good. Yeah. Eventually we'll get the whole, uh, we'll get, yeah, yeah, the whole set. Just it get everybody. Just that, that should be, that, that'll be like an, a requirement of being on the podcast. You have to do an imitation of the opening of one U2 song. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll I just have this that. whole big. Could, we'll just have this you, whole big. You're mansion. done now, Tazula. You're good. I can do that. You're done. I was gonna say I can do it for that a was, bunch of them. That was <laughs> oh great. Oh my god, so good, so good. What a surprise! What, where did that come out of? I mean, did they play it tonight? By the way, I was wondering if they did it to like Elevation. test it out again. No, I'm talking about Wild Horses. Oh yeah, no, no, they didn't. Um, yeah, it. New Wave Dame asked uh, just in the ask got you two said, uh, which I think you answered, but did you ha you didn't have any idea the horn players would be at the show or was it a complete surprise? Is what they were asking. Well, it was, I, I will say yes and no, because Gavin tweeted or Instagrammed or something and hashtag <laughs> what? He, oh no, I just, I remember Caroline saying on the, she was on the previous show, but mentioning before that he, whatever, that he often like, he spoils yeah, he's just like too excited yeah, about something. <laughs> well, I expected, to be honest with you, I yeah. expected like two or three, like a saxophone and a trumpet and a trombone. Maybe I didn't think there was going to be 13 people behind Larry Mullen. I mean, that, and the way the presentation of it was so beautiful because the curtain just raised and you didn't even realize that their backdrop was a curtain until that very moment. Yeah. So it was, it was jaw dropping. I mean, people just like, oh, you know, yeah. I, if there's video facing the other direction, <laughs> there's going to be some embarrassing moments on that. Very much so. So the concert is now being brought, uh, Matt, you, if you have questions too, feel free to jump, but the concert is being broadcast on no. Sirius XM now. 
uh, every day for a while in the U.S. anyways, or somehow, I don't know, understand. Most days. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Most there's, days, there's, yeah. there's 13, there's 13 or 14 replays between now and the end of the month, which is what, 17 days away. So almost one a day and different times a day and all that sort of stuff. And they, I didn't listen today, but apparently they did not include uh, Red Flag Red Day Flag during Day. the series. Yeah. And that, that really bothers me because it really went well. Like the crowd was into it for a new song. I was surprised at how much the crowd was into it. They're very much into it. I guess though, if you're going to cut, like maybe just, I don't know if it's a time thing. Get out of your own way. That's that's the one that fell for me. That's when I. Yeah. That's the only time I think I looked at my phone. I was like, "Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> you have to do it. It's obligatory. You know, they yeah. got to do some stuff from the new the new album." But oh, I'm looking at the chat room. Where does Apollo rank for your overall top three U two show? Absolutely top three. Yeah, because you know what, guys? Before I would say, "Beautiful day, baby." Up until "Beautiful day," I really felt like. I was just at a club show with my favorite band. I felt like I was back in 1980 with them. And I said that, I guess, in my article, but I did feel like I time traveled. And I was one of those people at the Dandelion or at the Paradise or whatever, where they just would come out and enthusiastically play songs and then go home, you know? And that's, to me, that's like the best case scenario. My only disappointments would be the finale, like I said, and they didn't play anything from war. Right. And we thought that two hearts beat as one would have fit really nice. I can understand why they didn't play Sunday, bloody Sunday. That makes sense. You know, it wasn't thematically that didn't work, but, but yeah, two hearts beat of, as one or something like red light surrender. One of those early ones that they used to do like surrender. They used to do all the time. I wonder why they didn't. And there was the, I saw lots of people mentioning there's cameras there, like video cameras. So obviously it, in some oh, yeah. form, it's it going to be used for something. Hopefully, we'll see it. Very much. We had a camera actually in our section that was up on a crane-like thing. And then there was cameras that were moving behind the band, cameras at the front of the stage in front of the front row. There was, I mean, people, there was physical cameramen and women yeah, planted right. within the audience. But then there was also the ones on the equipment, you know. So I'm sure it'll be it'll be broadcast somewhere, somehow, someday. But who knows when? Maybe you'll see me yelling at the Chris Cornell guy. I don't know. <laughs> I'd sign a waiver for that. That's fine. Yeah. I just don't understand. I, I mean, really, why do you do stuff like that at shows? Why? What? What? Why do you need that much attention in that moment? That's what I don't get. I don't like. Did he want? Bono to acknowledge, oh yeah, Chris too. I mean, is he supposed to have a list? If he's yeah. if Bono's talking about all the dead rock stars the past two years, we're gonna be there all night. I mean, <laughs> it's horrible, but it's true. Yeah. The um I'll just I'll let, let me just toss because Chris, did you did you watch were you watching the scopes? No, while I didn't. Tasula was partying her head off and ruining her calves. <laughs> no, ruining no, I was I was wa- catching up on Twitter, but I didn't I wasn't watching <laughs> the live okay. stuff because so so i watched um we have to give props to i what, what was her name sarah woods sarah. yeah she was right in our section yeah she was lovely and she wasn't yeah, being she, bothersome either she wasn't like doing this she was she had it at a level that didn't disturb people yeah she she scoped she scoped the whole show and was like you know the hero of the night for everybody that was not at the greatest show that they've ever experienced live. <laughs> yeah, Roland um, says Chris was sulking if memory serves. <laughs> it's true, I was. 
Yeah, you were Chris yeah, Watt you, at the you Apollo changed, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you changed your, your Twitter name that day. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, seconds. Yes, looking at the chat room, seconds would have been fantastic. But anyway. Anyway, anyway I'll, just, I'll, I'll just toss this in uh, uh, for just because this kind of goes back to something we've talked about many times in the past on our podcast. After the I watched the scope and I was trying to do the live tweeting for at YouTube's Twitter account and all this sort of stuff. Um, and after the show ended, I think my son had been out. Uh, I don't know. I think he was like doing, getting some work done or studying or whatever. So I don't think he was paying attention. So after the show ended, um, you know, we were out in the other room of the house and, and uh, I just said to him, I said, with the, the subject of the Apollo show came up to him and I had watched the scopes and I said, Oh, you didn't miss much. And that's literally how I felt after the show. Oh like, my God. Oh, wow. No big, no big deal. It was just another show. They played most of the same songs that wow. they play on the tour. And then I thought, you know what? But I bet if you were in that little hall with only <laughs> 1500 people, that it was probably a really different experience. And so it just drove the point home for me that, you can't really judge the show based on watching the streams. Cause just based on watching the streams, literally it didn't impress me at all. So, you know, <gasps> but I totally, did you see I totally Larry get... stick fly by and him replace no, it? Of course not. You don't, you don't catch that stuff on the gotta, stream. I gotta didn't see that. So, but I mean, it just, it just, you know, so you compare that with, you know, to and what everyone else has said, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and the we other people that were there. Wreck. just. Yeah, just Everybody and so it's was just, just it's, a mess emotionally afterwards. I mean, we were in yeah, a state. It's just, there it's is just, something. It just drove the point point home to me that you can't judge based on watching or listening to yeah. the streams. Yeah, and I think that's where the, a band like you two and other bands, you know, big bands or whatever that come along, really don't have a lot to worry about with the people streaming because it just can't. It doesn't replicate that experience. Right. And also, yeah, I think the added magic, I think that of that is the difference for me, even of seeing. Uh, Joshua Tree with like the whole crew or whatever, not everybody, but like a lot of our at U2 folks and knowing that I was surrounded by hardcore U2 fans the whole night. Whereas, um, and so that's what you would have experienced at the Apollo show. Whereas even the, the show in Montreal that I was at, like there's hardcore U2 fans and they're singing along, but I don't, that you you can tell when they drop out for certain songs or whatever. Whereas, yeah. um, yeah. And so it's just like being in that moment with the energy in the room etc yeah is yeah obviously totally sitting at your desk <laughs> looking at your phone <laughs> exactly <laughs> answering emails and I, figure, yeah. <laughs> I figure if edge can pogo the entire duration of elevation while playing elevation that i should be able to pogo at least the duration of that song in their honor you know <laughs> so i gotta get on whatever exercise regimen he's on because his calves probably don't feel like this today no and guitars are heavy all it's a it's a lot and of work actually standing with a heavy or guitar but yeah. just i think also and that probably didn't come across in the streams but just the the energy the the demeanor of the band was so good. I mean, it, it made such a difference because they were having a blast. Like they were having so much fun. All four of them were having fun and you don't always see that. And like, even at the end, like they came out to bow or whatever and Adam and Bono and Larry are linked up and they're like, where's edge? Where's Edge?" And yeah. he had already gone off stage and Larry's like waving him back and giggling. And they're just, they're just having a blast. It was just, so lovely to watch and you felt like okay they, they've crossed that off their bucket list and now i have too i've never stepped foot in that venue until that night and what a night i mean what a way to do it 
you know. So yeah, I think that's what I mean, like look at little Steven's tweets. Yeah, he, he obviously loved it. That's where seeing them like on that that venue and that kind of show where it's obviously not as scripted. Like the set list obviously was basically the set list, but um, right. I noticed even like from night one to night two in Montreal, like and even night one, like Edge on uh, what song I want to say oh, it doesn't matter, but he's walking out on the catwalk by himself towards the east stage, and he stops just before the East stage starts and turns. And I noticed the cat and I was videoing it too. So I went back later and watched, but like the camera turns before him, like knowing that he's going to turn around at that moment and start walking back. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like a just random, I think I'll walk here and then I'll turn around and then I'll come, you know, or whatever. And like even all the little moments where edge goes to hit one part and then Adam comes later and they, you know, they have those scripted spots. They obviously have a bit of freedom in that. Like they're not locked to it, but you can tell like edge, you know, stands over there, smiles, plays the song, the riff, then goes over there and looks in the same sort of general area and gives everybody the photo op mm-hmm. and like that, which is fine. Like, especially if you see the show once and done, that's great. And I have no sympathy for people who see it 30 times and then complain about that. Like that's obviously what they're trying right. to do, but Amen. getting to see the Apollo show where it's like, there's no scripted spots. That, I mean, a bit like with lighting and whatever, they might have that, but it's not like they have all these scripted elements throughout the whole there show. There were no screens. Yeah, exactly. there were no screens that they yeah. had to hold. To. Just and even that. Bono's commentary, he got, I don't know if it was, I mean, and he, granted they could have practiced, but he got, he seemed to get kind of choked up when he was talking about uh, during Pride or whatever. He was talking about the venue and Martin Luther King and Harry Belafonte's in the audience and he, you know, has him get up or we all look toward him and everything and his daughters. There was times when Bono stopped. So even Jordan were right above us in the first balcony on the, on edges side. And you could see Bono looking at them. I mean, you can't, you couldn't mistake it. They were the only people in there for part of the time. You know, I mean, there were other people around them. They're the, they were his family, you know, and they were into it. They were singing, they were dancing, they were holding each other most of the show, which was so lovely to see. But you know, the last thing he says as he goes off stage is go to bed, go to bed, (laughs) like (laughs) telling them to get to bed. It, It was so cute. And it was just so sweet and so real. And it's like, you don't get that with every band. You don't get that with every show. It's yeah. I, I Tonight, it. actually, I noticed uh, we need to wrap up the show, but the, I noticed on the, so what are we, Philly t- show number one, he uh, he made reference to rooming with Evie on this tour or something like that. He said during the, I think yeah. it was during the little call to Allie, uh, Allie? No, why am I? His wife? Yeah. Yeah. Allie. Yeah. That's um, anyways, um, he made reference to like eating, rooming with Evie on this tour or whatever and how that's been going so great or whatever and stuff, which is just like a cute moment. Um that of, well, and that's something we should bring up because people have been asking me and I think there's been some tweets about it. Like um, when I've done the live tweets, I mean, they've been asking at you too. Um, the phone calls that Bono makes to Allie, are they complete, you know, nonsense or is that scripted? And it's like, I can confirm at least recently, no, because Levi really did graduate the night that, <laughs> that, uh, that he mentioned, he said, Oh, tomorrow night's Levi's graduation, Levi's Edge's only son. And then the next day, Edge's wife's posting pictures of Levi's graduation. <laughs> so it's yeah. like some of that is definitely real. Uh he may deliver it in a theatrical way, but I think it's coming from a, a true place. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh we've talked about everything Apollo, everything Montreal, most things, anyways. And uh if you have when questions, your next show? comments, my, everybody's next show, you're not going anywhere. whenever the next tour happens, I guess, or some benefactor sends me tickets and an airplane. Chris, 
Chris and I are holding off oh. until they play Saskatoon. Yeah, I got to mention. Yeah, Saskatoon <laughs> is now referenced on YouTube.com, so at least there's that. And I uh, saw you get that. Yeah, in I had to sneak that. In. I was. I thought they'd probably cut it, but it got on there. Um, but I need, do need to I thank like the mention of the ice rink or whatever that was. Beth, <laughs> Beth, uh, <laughs> Beth, for giving me a ticket for night two. I it, I wouldn't have been able to go to the show. Oh, well, yeah. I might have, but I mean, if I'd found a ticket, a scalper or whatever. But she sent me a ticket and was able to go, and she went to I think a nephew's birthday. So oh, it all worked and out. We should. <laughs> mentioned many of our friends and colleagues are in Belfast right now for the mm-hmm. YouTube conference. Yeah. So try to keep up with that. They're sending out a lot of tweets. Tim Newfeld's got a lot of tweets and posts going on. And um, the other Chris yeah. has some things going on. So just watch for those updates. Yeah. They're, also, try to put something they're, they're, they're also ignoring my request to write news on the <laughs> site about it. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, we're trying to get some things up on the site, but <laughs> we the, could write the it on the site connection must be, or sketchy. we could go to the pub in Belfast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and they YouTube, had some travel drama, so, yeah. you know, got to give we'll, them props. We'll catch up with them when they get back. YouTubeconference.com is where you can check that out. Uh, where can folks uh, send you some tweets and feedback if you're, if they so <laughs> desire, Matt? <laughs> At Matt McGee is fine. And Tasula? Oh, at Tasula, your favorite hate mail repository. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm iChris and uh, Twitter.com slash ATU2 is where you can follow at you too. And Facebook.com slash ATU2com and Instagram.com slash ATU2com is where you can find us on the social medias. And of course, the website ATU2.com. We stream live most Wednesdays. Uh, goodstuff.fm slash ATU2 is where you can find the past podcast episodes. And uh, we appreciate your support. If you leave us a comment, a rating, review, and iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That would be great as well to help get the word out about the show. And once again, we want to thank you two for opening for us tonight. It was great. Good show, guys. <laughs> we'll see you again. I just probably like this today. I'm looking at the suggestions. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. Thanks for watching, and goodbye.